Welcome to the Financial Finesse Podcast, where we'll be discussing tips on how to handle your money and life with skill and style. Your host, Kathy Curtis, CFP, has been helping make finance accessible and intriguing for women for almost 20 years. You'll get savvy, actionable ideas listening to her conversations with some of the coolest and smartest women on the planet. And now, here's your host, Kathy Curtis. Welcome back to the Financial Finesse Podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Curtis. Today, we're tackling a topic that's close to many of our hearts and wallets, buying a new car. Now, this might seem like a straightforward task, but if you're a single woman or simply buying a car on your own, it can feel like stepping into a time machine. Did you know in the United States, women buy 62% of all new cars and influence 85% of car purchases? Yet despite these numbers, many car dealers still seem to be playing by old rules. I came across this Yale study that's quite revealing. It found that on average, women are offered higher list prices for cars than men to the tune of about $200 or more. Why is this happening? There are probably many reasons for this price gap, but the bottom line is when it comes to buying a new car, being prepared is key. On a personal note, I must admit, my husband is the car guy in our household. He takes the lead on all our car purchases. Even though I know my way around finances, cars are just not my thing. But I haven't forgotten my solo car buying days either, and let me tell you, it wasn't always a smooth ride. I'm sharing this because I've been there, and I want to make sure you're equipped with the right tools and knowledge the next time you're in the market for a new vehicle. So let's shift gears and dive into some smart strategies for your next car purchase. Number one. Do your homework. According to Kelly Blue Book, women are twice as likely as men to be undecided about the type of new vehicle they want. Now, this isn't a bad thing in itself, but it does mean that walking into a dealership without a clear plan can leave you vulnerable to pushy or generally unfair sales tactics. To arm yourself for this possibility, start by diving deep into your research before you go to the dealership. There's some fantastic resources out there like Edmunds, Kelly Blue Book, and Car and Driver. These websites offer comprehensive information on pricing, safety features, and other critical aspects of various cars. And don't forget to read reviews. They can be incredibly insightful in helping you to understand how different cars stack up against each other. Another tip. Some cars are more expensive to maintain and insure than others. If you are concerned about this, you can find plenty of information online or at places like Consumer Reports. Another pro tip, check out the dealership's website before your visit. Know what they have in stock and the prices. If a dealer tries to steer you towards the most expensive version of a car, you'll be one step ahead knowing if there are more budget-friendly options available. And then once you've narrowed down your choices, visit the car manufacturer's website directly. 
you'll often find deals and incentives that could significantly lower your final price. I know that for many of us, researching cars online might not be the most thrilling activity, but believe me, the more informed you are before you step into that dealership, the better the deal you're likely to secure. Tip number two, know what you can and can't negotiate. In the world of car buying, not everything is set in stone, but it's crucial to understand what's up for negotiation and what's not. Let's start with the MSRP, or the Manufacturer's Suggested Retail Price. The key word here is suggested. Remember, car dealers are independent franchises. They have the freedom to set their prices, which means the MSRP is more of a jumping off point for your negotiations rather than a firm price. To get a better handle on the MSRP, it's wise to know two things, the dealer's invoice price and the car's market value. The invoice price is essentially what the dealer paid the manufacturer for the car. You can ask the sales manager for this, but places like Consumer Reports can be more forthcoming. Also, websites like Edmunds.com and KBB.com are great for understanding the fair market value by showing you recent prices people in your area have paid for similar cars. Okay, let's talk about what you can't negotiate. The taxes and registration fees are set in stone. Also, the cost to transport the vehicle from the factory to the dealership is usually non-negotiable. But here's a pro tip. Watch out for dealers who try to add a second freight charge. That's a red flag and should be negotiated down or eliminated. And if a dealer is insistent on this, it might be a sign to walk away. One last point. Some dealers are adopting no haggle pricing, particularly for used or certified pre-owned cars. In such cases, your negotiation power might be limited to trade-in values, financing terms, and the cost of any add-ons. Tip number three, know what your trade-in is worth. When it comes to trade-ins, knowledge is your best asset. Many dealers bank on the assumption that you don't know the real value of your car and might offer you less than it's worth. They might even downplay the condition of your vehicle. So if you plan to trade in your current car, it's absolutely necessary to do your homework before stepping foot into a dealership. A great starting point is Kelly Blue Book's My Cars Value Tool. It's pretty straightforward. Enter your VIN or the make and model of your car, answer some question about its features and condition, and KBB will give you a range of values, the private sale price, trade-in price, and an instant cash offer. Generally, what you can expect for your trade-in will fall somewhere between the trade-in price and instant cash offer, provided your details are accurate. However, Sometimes you might get a better offer than Kelly Blue Book value, so don't stop there. Check out online dealers like Carvana and CarMax. Carvana offers what they call a real offer in just two minutes. CarMax, too, provides an instant offer online. Gathering quotes from these three sources will give you a solid idea of what your trade-in is really worth. And here's another tip. Take screenshots or print out these quotes. That way, you have concrete evidence to show the dealer just in case you need to negotiate your trade-in value. Tip number four, 
understanding your financing costs. Unless you're planning to pay cash, you'll need to understand your financing costs and how they add to the overall expense of purchasing a new car. This can get tricky if you're not prepared. The first thing to know is your credit score, which is more powerful than you might think. Most credit bureaus and even some credit card companies allow you to check your primary FICO score for free. But here's something you might not know. There's a separate FICO auto score that dealers look at to gauge your credit worthiness specifically for auto loans. If you have a strong overall credit score and a history of timely car payments, your auto score is likely in good shape. But if you're feeling a bit unsure, it's a good idea to check the score before heading to the dealership. Knowing your credit score gives you a ballpark idea of the interest rate you can expect on your car loan. If your score is on the higher end, say above 700, you might qualify for those attractive dealer financing promotions. Often, these rates can be more favorable than what you get with a third-party auto loan. But what if the dealer isn't offering any special financing deals? In that case, it's wise to research the terms of auto loans offered by your bank or financial institution. This information arms you with the knowledge you need to negotiate effectively and avoid overpaying for your new car. And this tip is particularly relevant given that interest rates are at their highest level since the early 2000s. Higher interest rates can significantly affect your monthly payments and the overall cost of the car, making it vital to secure the best possible rate. Tip number five, avoid common negotiation pitfalls. Let's face it, when you're a solo woman walking into a dealership, there's a chance a dealer might try to exploit any knowledge gaps. So it's crucial to be ready, especially when it comes to discussing price. One common tactic dealers use is to ask about your desired monthly payment. My advice would be, do not disclose this number. Your focus should be solely on negotiating the final price of the car. Sure, you can and should work on improving your financing terms, but only after you've nailed down the car's final price. It's absolutely fine to have a budget in mind. In fact, it's smart. But revealing this figure to the dealer gives them a chance to play around with the terms to meet your monthly budget cap, often not in your favor. For example, they might offer a higher price but extend the loan term to reduce your monthly payments. Or they might nudge you towards leasing, offering lower monthly payments. But remember, a lease locks you into a contract without owning an asset. Another thing to watch out for is dealers pushing gap insurance and prepaid maintenance plans. You don't automatically need these, no matter what they tell you. First, check with your own insurance company about gap coverage. Often, it can be added at a minimal cost if it's not already included. As for prepaid maintenance plans, they can be beneficial in some scenarios, but making a quick decision under pressure is never advisable. Take your time to understand the costs and benefits before committing to anything. Remember, knowledge is your best defense against these common negotiation pitfalls. Don't let pressure from the dealer sway you into making decisions you're not comfortable with. And that brings us to our sixth and final tip. Be ready to walk away. This is a golden rule in any negotiation, and it's especially true when you're buying a new car. If you're not 100% satisfied with the deal or the vehicle itself, it's okay to step back. Sometimes showing that you're willing to walk away 
can even give you a stronger position in the negotiation. It demonstrates that you're not desperate and that you have options. And this isn't just about playing hardball. It's also about giving yourself the time and space to reflect on the offer and to research further if needed. This pause can be incredibly empowering. It allows you to revisit your priorities and ensure that you're making a decision that aligns with your needs and financial goals. Remember, buying a car, especially as a solo woman, can be challenging and at times overwhelming. But the more prepared and informed you are, the more control you'll have over the process. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Financial Finesse. As always, be sure to visit curtisfinancialplanning.com for additional tips and resources and check out the show notes for details related to this episode. Until next time.